0: Hello, this is Margarita Monet from Edge of Paradise, and you are listening to the Metal Pit Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Metal Pit Podcast, where we delve deep into the albums and bands that shape metal. Please visit us on our website at www.themetalpit.org and you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at The Metal Pit and on YouTube at The Metal Pit 666. I have just started to add our podcast also to the YouTube channel so you can just listen to the audio there if you don't use all the other places that you can listen to podcasts. And my guests today are Stacia, who is a contributor on The Metal Pit, and her friend Zach is joining us for our first three-person podcast episode. How are you guys tonight?
0: Great. How are you, Blake?
1: Good. Zach, how are you doing? Uh,
0: I'm
2: good. Just getting off a shift, but I'm good.
1: <laughs> That's good. Now, let's uh, see. This is, okay, this is Stacia's fourth episode with me. Since I've been on every episode except one so far, and this is episode 18, I believe.
2: Wow. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yes, Stacia has been on three other episodes, and every episode involved a band that sang about hell and Satan and Lucifer and all that kind of good stuff. But the band tonight they're they're going to talk about doesn't really sing about that too much, but we're lucky because it has Hell in the title of their name. So we're all covered with that. So,
0: yeah, we'll give it a pass.
1: (laughs) So, we're talking about Halloween and a brief little bio here. They formed in 1984 from Germany, of course. They're one of the most influential European heavy metal, power metal bands of the 80s. The first lineup consisted of Hey Kai Hansen on guitar and vocals, Marcus Grosskopf on bass, guitarist Michael Weikath, and drummer Ingo Schwichtenberg. Sorry, these German names are a little bit tough sometimes. (laughs) Kai Hansen left the band in 89 to form Gamma Ray, but of course he's now back in Halloween, but I don't have the timelines of when everybody came and went and left. There's now three singers in Halloween. And oh, one's Andy Darris, and one is of course Hansen Beck and Michael Kiske, who joined in 1988 for Keeper of the oh, sorry, 87 for Keeper of the Seven Keys part one. Now tonight we're going to talk about Keeper of the Seven Keys part two. But first I'll ask both of you why did you oh no, sorry, when did you first uh, hear of Halloween or maybe hear this album, whatever came first? Zach, how about you go first?
2: Uh, so, I'm a relative new guy when it comes to heavy metal. I didn't listen to a whole lot growing up, but about 10 years ago, for some reason or the other, I got the itch um, and started out putting out feelers throughout the various subgenres. And when it came to power metal, it was okay, Halloween, Gamma Ray, Blind Guardian, Stradivarius, go. Um, <laughs> So I was trying to be a little bit diligent with, like, hey, get the foundational bands in, get the get the important records in, and that meant Halloween, that meant uh, Keepers One and Two. Um, I probably would have started with Keeper Two, um, and to be honest, at the time uh, liked some of the songs, but for some reason, Halloween and Gamma Ray, I sort of bounced off of a little bit and went more with Blind Guardian and Stradivarius but I kept with them over time and now I both recognize them and love them as the classics that they are. So yeah, really about 10 years ago for me.
0: Stacia, when
1: did you first start listening to Halloween?
0: Um, well, I'll start by admitting that my threshold for power metal is is shockingly low. Um, and Zach, I know you're Zach. You are my power metal friend. Um, you are like who I go to if I want to talk about power metal. Halloween is just one of like four power metal bands that I really like. I think. The way I discovered them, if I had to guess, was uh, back when everybody was having unprotected sex with the internet and downloading stuff off of LimeWire. I just wanted to have every single Halloween-themed song. Uh, so I, I know for a fact the first song I heard was Halloween by Halloween, which is on Keeper 1. Um, and I'm pretty sure, yeah, it just was something that came up on LimeWire, and I was like, this song is the fucking best and then uh, I heard Dr. Steen and was like, this is also spooky. This is amazing. And then from there, yeah, I would have just downloaded the full two albums. So I don't know. I would have been in high school, I guess, when uh, when that happened. And, um, yeah, I have I've loved. Those are, like, n- perfect nostalgic albums for me uh, ever since then.
1: Well, for me, since I'm older, <laughs> which I say every episode that <laughs> <'cause> I'm on, <laughs> But I had the first EP that came out in 1985. So I heard them right from the beginning. Now I'm not sure why. I because of course we didn't have, you know, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have music videos hardly yet in 80 in 85. They were starting. But so I don't know why, but probably I just probably just seen the cover with the pumpkin smash pumpkin thing on it and said, well, I gotta buy this, probably. Cause I don't suppose I ever heard it before I bought it. I just bought it because it looked cool. and then those four songs also they just put them on the debut album uh walls of jericho and that was with kai hansen singing and that was a little more raw than what they did when they got michael kiske in to do uh the keeper of the seven keys now before we we were trying to decide what album to do one or two and i kind of let you guys picked the one so you picked keep of the seven keys part two from 1988 so why did you guys pick that album to do this album to do
0: that's pretty funny because so zach and i uh were just at a, a bonfire together the other day and we're having this exact conversation and something i said because i love both albums i i genuinely do um i just i feel like Um, Keeper part well with the exception of Halloween Because I don't care that's my favorite song But okay removing that um, That Album has like it's sort of like All eights across the board Every song is good there isn't a bad one It's it's a no skipper album For me but none of the songs Are really like a 10 Whereas Keeper part 2 it definitely has Some songs I'm not crazy about but it has So many songs that are like 11 Out of 10 for me So, for me, it just had more range. It had more ups and downs. The ups were higher and the lows were lower.
2: Yeah. And on this, I agree that to me, Keeper has like all time classic songs on it. Or sorry, Keeper Two, which isn't to say that Keeper One doesn't have some great tunes on it. But again, being the power metal friend, uh, (laughs) like Eagle Fly Free to me is like the metal song if if you want to summarize the whole subgenre in five minutes and four seconds eagle fly free um so like that sort of if if you have to gun to my head have to pick one that to me just it's two because it's got eagle fly free and then yeah that's not even talking about all the other all the bangers on here to say nothing of the title track itself so mm-hmm. yeah i'm on the same thing that even though one is a more consistent album because there are there is a song on Keeper Two that I'm fine with.
0: Um, oh, I'm so hi- excited to hear what that is.
2: <laughs> the hot, the highs of Keeper Two are so much higher. Um, and again, I can't stress enough that Eagle Fly Free is just like an all time classic, classic power metal song, classic metal song. And it's like to have that. It's like okay, that that makes the makes the call for me. which is it, it has to be Keeper Two.
0: I feel like if Halloween were on this one, I would never listen to part one. <laughs> like, I do like part one, but I would just be like, nah, all my favorites are. I, I have to like Halloween brings me back to part one. I'm like, well, I'll listen to it because I want to listen to Halloween because it's my favorite song by them. Um, and then I'm while well, I'm there, I'm content and I'm happy. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, part two is just like the best to throw on.
1: No, I forget. Did you say would you have heard this one before? You heard Halloween song first, didn't you? You said.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Good I time. heard part one first. Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Well, but I mean, I really like, I mean, I like them both pretty equally. I mean, they're probably supposed to be a double album anyway, right? They just yeah. didn't do that. So, but I mean, yes, because I really like Halloween. I also like Future World and whatever, but it doesn't really matter. But, uh, but yeah, I was up for either one i like i think i probably like both of them like the same pretty much i think i think this this one is a little longer than the first one by a few minutes anyway uh but, but. i mean
0: that makes sense the title track is like what like nine hours long <laughs> well
1: they're probably well this one's 13 the keeping the seven keys is 13 and a half minutes and what was halloween it was probably also that wasn't it
0: Whatever it, it is, it's not long enough. I think it's like nine minutes. It's still not long enough.
1: No, it's it's thirteen minutes. Also,
0: is it really still yes. not long enough? <laughs> <laughs> the, the We're not is Venom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one can be Venom.
1: <laughs> or Dream Theater, I guess you can call that too.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, one more before we get to the album. They've this. They've had sixteen studio albums, and their last one was last year, right? Yes, I think it was one of my top ones for 2022 on my on the website metal pit there I forget, it might have been number one I think it was I think it was number one for 2022 on the metal pit' uh, to see they have 14 uh 14 gold albums six platinum albums and they have sold more than 10 million records worldwide and they're at the fathers of power metal now you said like I don't really listen to that much power metal either like I Sometimes I pick a genre, and I'll pick one or two bands from that genre, and that's it. Like, Because all the bands that uh, Zach mentioned, like Gamma Ray and Blind Guardian, I listen to Blind Guardian a little bit. But really, mostly, I just go back to listen to Halloween, I guess,
0: <laughs> for the Fair. most
1: part, in that kind of power metal. So let's get to the album, I guess. Um, oh, one thing I'll mention... Do you know the website setlist.fm where they tell you how many songs have been played in concert oh yes well i just i was looking at that and according to that how true it is because it's people submitting concert lists but they've played albums or they've played songs from this album a thousand more times than they have any other album uh, by halloween <laughs> whoa And Keeper number 1 is the next album that's played the most, but they've played like over a 1,000 songs more live.
0: Everybody agrees on number 2. I guess. Except you, Blake.
1: (laughs) Yes, except me. So we'll get to the album. Uh, It starts off Invitation with just a little short music intro. We don't really have to talk about that song unless somebody needs to. It's only like a minute long.
0: (laughs) So let's talk about Eagle Fly
1: Free. Who wants to talk about Eagle Fly Free? (laughs)
0: <laughs> zach more than anything <laughs> um
1: uh,
2: again with me this is like a whole subgenre, genre and capitalized in five minutes um <laughs> you've got the speed you've got the twin guitars you've got the super chanty choruses you've got these sort of uplifting lyrics and all that with some of the cleanest vocals you'll ever hear from like Kisk. it's like yeah it's this is power metal this is the entire like next 15 years of, of power metal all here in, in, in one song. Um, the thing that I think really, or at least one of the things that makes this stand out for me in particular is that Halloween can be a bit uh, quirky with some of their lyrics um, <laughs> or maybe, maybe witty is a better word uh, because oftentimes what will happen in power metal is you'll get someone who's read a bunch of Tolkien and they'll start talking about elves and swords and wars um with here there's like a legit one like somewhat med- meditation on modern life but then also some some worries about what what's going on um like i got my brain always goes to and we make our, our bombs atomic or rather or quite rather neutronic um late 80s this is the cold war uh worrying about atomic atomic bombs if not things worse than that um so to me, like the one I, I enjoy the sort of the the rhyme of that. But then two is like there is lurking behind the fun riffs are is this the slight worry about what where things are. Um, but again, this is just like eminent, the course is eminently singable. Um, personal opinion, but Kiss might be my favorite metal singer. Um, so he's in like fine form in excellent form here. And it's just, again, all that together, all time classic.
0: So Kisuke's voice is genuinely an instrument. That's the thing with him. Um, I know that he wrote a lot of the songs on this album as well. Um, like he's an excellent writer, but he is. So the funny thing, what I like about this song is that every single instrument has its own solo. Like you get a bass solo and you obviously you get a guitar solo and then you get a drum solo, but ultimately uh kisuke's voice is my favorite instrument on this entire album and that's that's the thing that actually draws me to halloween is undeniably one of the best voices across metal
1: now do you do you uh do you think he sounds anything like bruce dickinson
0: you know, what's funny, I th- so um, one of my best friends, Carly, you better be listening to this, um, she is uh, getting introduced to metal and she loves Maiden, but strictly Dickinson era. I don't know what her beef with Deanna is, but <laughs> knowing how much she likes Dickinson, I did show her Halloween because I was like, I bet you if you like Dickinson, you will like Kisuke. It's, it's, a, it's a good jump. And also she is, uh, and I I mean this in a loving way, obviously not a rude way, but she's a huge nerd as well. And power metal does have all of those themes that Zach just mentioned, like the, (laughs) you know, fantastical like elves and whatnot. So yeah, this was was a good album for me to show her. I I also made her listen to it again today.
1: (laughs) Well, I know when somebody in my household that doesn't really listen to heavy metal, but I force it upon them. When I would play Halloween, she would always say, Is that Iron Maiden? You know, no, it's not Iron Maiden. So like
0: uh,
1: <laughs> for someone who doesn't really listen to heavy metal, she hears Bruce Dickinson in his voice too.
0: i, I, I get it.
1: I mean, just like and the, and the music sometimes it's like eagle, especially Eagle Fly Free. I'm just think I keep thinking of Where Eagles Dare, even though it's not like that song. But it just yeah. it's like Flight of Icarus a little bit, I guess, kind of. Cause it's Eagle fly free, but whatever, but okay. Yeah. Oh, and that song, oh, that song has been played from, by that website. Again, this song has been played the most live ever by any Halloween song is this one. And they've played it 841 times.
0: That absolutely tracks. <laughs>
1: yep. Then we go to you always walk alone. Uh, okay. This isn't really one of my favorites. How about you guys? I'll let you go. Stacia.
0: uh well it's funny because it starts off um there's something about the uh opening melody that maybe it's just because you're coming down off of eagle fly free but for the first 20 seconds i'm like i don't know if i like this song but by the time the chorus kicks in um i really really do get into it it's just i always have to wait a little to remember that i love it i'm like ah, oh, not this one. Oh no wait i do like this one um, but I know that this one for hundred sh- percent for sure is another one that Kisuke did write, uh, and I just think his vocal harmony is is amazing. Zach, how do you feel coming down off of your favorite song uh,
2: yeah i'm I'm gonna parrot a lot of what you just said yeah it is there is a weird dip where Eagle Five free is such high energy is is such a such a vibe and then to come into this is just there's a natural ugh. Um, <laughs> but I do always end up, yeah, like, like you, I do always end up liking it. Um, it's just, when I think of, of Keeper, it's not a song that immediately comes to mind. And Oh, that's fair. And like, I find like, there's most of the album, you say Keeper 2, it's so like, it's, yeah, Eagle 5 Free, Dr. Steen, March of Time, Keeper, and it's like, a chunk of the album just, is there, but you always walk alone, and it's like, oh yeah, it's there between, Eagle fly for you to
0: ball. You know what? I might be my fourth favorite. If I'm being honest, like I think it might be my fourth favorite one on here.
1: Well, I like the song, so, you know, but it's still, it's just yeah, it's not one of my favorites. And they they've played this song 16 times live.
0: <laughs> Whoa, that's so, dismal.
1: I don't know yep. what that means. I don't know necessarily. <laughs> Well, you got, you know, there's so many as, you know, there's other good songs on it, right? You got to play those. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's kind of a weird number, actually. Now we're going to, now uh, Zach mentioned some quirky lyrics. Well, this song is full of quirky lyrics. <laughs> Rise and fall. And this the song has like some sound effects. It has silly lyrics like uh, Romeo loved his Juliet. The parents told him stop. Then it all turned peculiar. He couldn't get it up. And then you hear that <laughs> little noise that whatever. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And but I'll let somebody else laugh. talk about the queen and the chair thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Zach, that honest, feels like all you.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, with me, finally, Rise and Fall of Dr. Steen were the songs that maybe bounce off this initially, because I was not coming to Power Metal for comedy. Um, <laughs> at, at first, I was just like, I, why are you making jokes? Just, just give me... Give me eagle fly free again, but again in the intervening years, we have rise and fall and and we'll get to Doctor Steen when we get to it. But I do love just like how funny these songs are. They never they never don't make me laugh, um, and like rhythmically it's like instrumentally like it's it's a fine song, but the lyrics just do make it it's just like oh yeah rise and fall here we go. Um, yeah, this and to me this is one of the real defining things but Halloween in in contrast to what will come with Metal later is that a lot of the power Metal that follows is deadly serious. Um, and is very much like, yes, those courses rock, but it's about again, we're fighting a war and we're gonna kill the dragon. Ah whereas this is just like just five minutes of just the silliest lyrics you've ever heard. Um, and I don't I don't know if it's Sometimes I think, like, is is this a German thing? Is it just like German (laughs) German humor sleeping sleeping its way into their lyrics? But yeah, it's one of the things I love about Halloween is that like they're they're never afraid to have a laugh either at themselves or at with the music they're making. And so I I just love that these two songs are here and then just they're they're having a laugh with just whatever they can they can slap in there.
0: I mean, that's a good way to think about it. I think the song is so corny. Like, I do like the chorus a lot, but the pre-chorus is the corniest thing ever. And like uh, that weird laugh, like that, ah, 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 in the beginning, I'm like, what the hell is happening?
1: I told you me, also, it, like, it's better to just s-
0: laugh with them, I guess.
1: And there's a sound of a cow in there near the end, too. Not sure why.
0: <laughs> oh, well, Blake, what was that one? Uh, it was the Cradle of Filth album. Didn't you hear cows in that one?
1: yeah or was, i I heard yeah.
0: that it was like a goat or something i was like well here's blake's livestock that he was looking for in the <laughs> cradle of filth album you finally got it
1: yeah well we know this is well i think it's a cow and it sounds like a cow to me anyway
0: i thought it was a goat but and, well, and what whatever. did
1: the queen do with the chair Stacia? do you know
0: <laughs> what the queen do with the chair zach i said zach's fielding this one
2: Something sexually inappropriate. Is, is, there is
1: you the go. I and, what, and I understand <laughs> the point. The king of Los Angeles bought himself a teddy bear. Now, does this mean Los Angeles United States or, or is there Los Angeles in Germany?
2: No, I, I, think they, I think they mean it in LA, but the joke there is that I believe you hear a bear, a literal bear thereafter. So he <laughs> bought himself a, a teddy bear and, and probably got mauled. Uh, <laughs> so, again. Dark, darkly anyway. humorous,
1: but I laugh. I laugh. <laughs> now we get to uh, well, this is one of my favorites, Doctor Steen, and this I think this this song has been played the most live, second the most live after uh, after Eagle Fly Free, and this of course is well, I think it's about Frankenstein or it's about somebody like Doctor Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Stacia, what do you think of Doctor Steen?
0: Oh, this is such a oh i don't know if it's like a in terms of all-time favorite halloween songs i think it would be like tied for second with another one on this album but i love this um it's also one of the songs that i actually like play in the hardy hooligan so in my restaurant i don't play a ton of metal because a lot of people i don't i never play top 40s but i i I don't want people to feel um, like it's an inaccessible space, but this (laughs) is one of those songs that I'm like, I don't care, man, you love it. This song is so great. And if you don't like it, you're wrong. Uh, And it's another one that I can show to people. And they're like, yeah, this song is great. Like it's catchy, but it's, it's, there's so much talent in it. There's an organ solo in it. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's, it's very much like this is a song that will make people like Halloween, much like Eagle Fly Free. This thematically, though, I will say I'm a little more attached to um, just because I like the uh, Halloween to me. I love when they, uh, you know, deep dive into being spooky.
2: I mean, having hell in the name is like you can be spooky young when you want to be.
0: Yeah, right. Come on, man. <laughs> You're like, live it up. <laughs>
2: yeah. And again, for me, this is just like them having fun. Like,
0: uh, yeah,
2: just just having a ball like. Like, it always always makes me laugh the, the, the line about she had lovely hips so she he cloned her once or twice and now his hips are hurting all the time <laughs>
0: like... <laughs>
2: that's fantastic <laughs> it always like, makes me laugh it always yep. makes me laugh so it's just like the fact that you have rise involved dr stein back to back it's just like again Many moons ago, this put me off of Halloween, but now it's just like, yeah, come on, give me the comedy songs. I want more of them.
0: I don't know why, but this particular comedy song, it hits me right. Like, it doesn't hit me in the way that I think it's corny, even though it probably is. I think it's just the kind of dork that I am. Because it's like, if it's spooky, it's the kind of dorky I can get behind real hard.
1: Uh yeah that's one. i guess i already said that's one of my favorite songs and like we've already kind of mentioned there's always these awesome solos trade-offs with these guys and every like you say everybody's doing solos sometimes not every song maybe but everybody always stands out when they're playing Mm -hmm. then we got a song that's only been played live 10 times (laughs) we got the right uh zach what do you think of we got the right Uh, my
2: least favorite song on the album (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> this one
1: you're talking about then?
2: Yeah, it's by and large I've sort of passed over it in the past, but I the last couple times I've, I've spun the album, it just it like it has none of the fun of Dr. Steen or Rise and Fall. It has none of the speed of March of Time or I Want Out. Um, it's the closest thing I I say that or call it that there's a dud on this album. It really doesn't do much for me, and it's like, I don't skip songs on albums. I hit play, and I let, let the whole thing go. Uh, it's damn close to being a skip to me. I, I re- it really doesn't do anything for me.
1: Stacia?
0: Yeah, well, so I don't like slow songs on a good day. Um, even, like, so my favorite bands, if they have a slow song, I'm like, yeah, that's enough for me. But, like, I don't come to power metal for slow, epic songs. Like, that's, that's not why I'm here at all. This is definitely, like, one of the two songs on here that I'm definitely not fussy about. Um, yeah, it's, I'm not, it's not even a bad song. It just is very much not for me.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's the closest thing, I guess, to a ballad, but it's not really a ballad. It's it's faster than a ballad, but it's not fast as the other great songs that are on the album. So yes, it's probably mm-hmm. almost a skip for me too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> swinging a mess, Halloween.
1: But then they recover with "Save Us," and which is just you know I again, mean, this is another. You guys have already said it before. Where. You know it's Halloween, and you could play this for somebody, and this is Halloween the song. So, what do you think of this one, Stacia?
0: See, it's funny because I mean, it's definitely like I could see. I get the appeal. Um, the choir does nothing for me, um, but again, it's it's Michael Kiske's voice. It sucks me in. Like, just when I get super annoyed at the weird choir in the chorus, I'm like, ah, but you know, listen to Kiske, get through it. Zach, uh, Zach, is this one of your ballads?
2: Uh, I, I'm down with the save us. Um, for some reason that the, the chorus actually hooks me. I'm just every time it's on, uh, save us, uh, <laughs> save us. Um, like I just, I always find myself just whispering along. Uh, yeah, I, I have a great time with this. Um, again, I, I like the the speeds come back. Um, I've actually got. A note a couple note here that this feels like a, a little bit grittier a little bit heavier than some of the stuff is on here um just because you will get with power metal sometimes the melody will, t- will overtake the quote unquote heaviness and things can get uh, can get real light um but for some reason I think this is the ones like a, like a little bit heavier. Um so yeah I have a great time with save us. Um it's probably not not my all-time favorite well, not one not one of my all-time favorite tracks from the album but I dig it a fair bit.
0: I get the appeal. Like when I listen to it, I'm just like, I understand why people like it. Like I a hundred percent would, I would show it to someone and be like, you'll probably like this.
1: Yes. Well, it is one of my favorites on it. So quit bashing it, station.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fine. You got nothing but platitudes from here. Well, I've been listening to that
1: song (laughs) since 1988. (laughs) Well, not every day or nothing anyway uh let me go to march of time and now i'm just gonna mention something even though this might be cutting into one of what you were gonna say one of you, but uh because usually i don't really pay too much attention to the lyrics i mean i pay attention to the lyrics but it's easy to tell what the song is about it's about how life flies by so fast and now that i'm ancient i can see how that goes <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm not ancient but whatever and and i read a quote where some fan commented on a post somewhere saying he really loves the line life's too short to cry long enough to try i'm not even sure i know what that means but whatever what do you think of this right. song somebody jump in
0: yeah Zach, that's, this is all
2: you was <laughs> like lyrics like that like as, as much as halloween can be silly like they can't be serious as well and that's that's it's not like this profoundly sad meditation on, on the passing of time, but like they do make, they do take note of it. Um, in the middle of what is a very fast, uh, very energetic song. Um, yeah, that's, this is actually one of my favorite tracks off the album. Um, again, to me, that chorus in a sea of killer choruses, this is a really killer course. Um, and yeah, like we're, we're at breakneck speed. And yeah, they're being a bit more serious. That's a nice, to me, that's a nice turn, uh, return to form from the silliness we had in Rise and Fall, Dr. Steen. So yeah, I, I, I really do like this, this song quite a bit. Um, one of my favorites from the album.
0: Man, that's so funny. Like, I don't want to sound like a, a total buzzkill about it, but it's still not one of my favorites. The middle of the album just kind of dips for me. Okay, I will say that like party time guitar solo in it rips. I do love that. It's like one of my favorite solos on the album. Um, but this song just, I don't know, there's something about it that I'm like, ugh, whatever.
1: <laughs> you don't like serious <laughs> songs.
0: You know what? Maybe that's it. <laughs> Maybe we've touched on a theme. <laughs>
1: But the, the lyrics of the song were good back then, and they still hold true today to, for people to. So that's at least it's a song that lyrics don't. Because I'm not sure people would understand the queen in the chair thing these days. Okay,
0: I'm I'm gonna stress, <laughs> and I I mean this so seriously. No one on this earth pays less attention to lyrics than I do. Like nobody on this earth. Um, according to Spotify, I've listened to Countess Bathory by Venom over 500 times. Couldn't tell you a single lyric. I know it <laughs> says Countess Bathory in the chorus. I can literally play it on guitar. Lyrics? I don't know. Something. Well, They're I I'm a s- song.
1: I'm the same way about lyrics. Like when I'm doing these podcasts, I'll read and see is there something interesting I can say about the lyrics? Because back when I listened to it 20 years ago, 30 years ago, whatever. I just I might sing along, I might know all the words and sing, but I'm not really paying that close of attention <laughs> to what I they're saying. I know the
0: vocal harmony, like that's the thing I'm like, I know how the voice yeah. goes and I know the vocal, but like the specifics, I don't know it's something
1: But you can tell, like Zach said, this is more serious than like Rise and Fall
0: <laughs> I mean again, it's uh, oh well, yeah, maybe, I don't know I'd have to like, I just, I don't sit and listen to the lyrics as much Yeah. I know that Dr. Steen is sillier
1: but that's true okay never mind okay then we got i want out now this is another one of my favorites on the album probably because it's you know fast and speedy again uh oh and this oh this is another one where the lyrics if you do you know what the lyrics mean on this one stacia
0: (laughs) okay i do because this is the other song that is like tied for second favorite i love this song this is like Another one that's like one of my favorite. This is like one of my top three favorite power metal songs of all time. So there you go. My beef with this album has officially ended. Uh, We're back (laughs) on top. (laughs) I like this song very, very much. Um, And yeah, it just... To me, it also, though, just has a lot of classic metal elements in it. Like, I I would put this on like a mix CD with like Skid Row and stuff. It's just a good roll down your car window and like scream it kind of song. Um, it's actually, I think this is their most covered song. It's covered by everybody. Like Gamma Ray covers it. Unisonic, uh, Sonata Artica, Hammerfall covers it. Like, everybody covers this song.
1: Zach, you have anything to add about this song? Not really.
2: Yeah, just super catchy. Uh, my only real note is that to me, this is it's a smidge slower than March of Time. Um,
0: That's so wild! I yeah. want to listen to them like back, like back to back now, because like to me, this is such a long-haired party song, and March of Time is just like a slog. Uh,
2: but as I'm, soon as I'm, this is
0: over, I'm listening to them again, back to back.
2: <laughs> there we go. Uh, but yeah, I'm, <laughs> with my power I do like the speed behind it. So if if you gave me something real fast, and now you're coming to just a little bit off the gas, it's like okay, I can feel that a little bit. But yeah, <laughs> I, it's it's again, this is to me is, is another banger. It's another reason why I buy Keeper 2 is so good.
0: Absolutely.
1: And this is like their fourth most played song live that they've done.
0: Oh, and yeah. Then we get track. to
1: the really short song, yeah. the title <laughs> track, Keeper of the Seven Keys, which is 13 and a half minutes long. And who wants to do that one first?
0: Zach, this feels so you
2: uh first note they forget a key uh they only do six but
1: oh. uh, so you're, you're studying the lyrics
2: they, they hit five and then and then they we're done we're the final key it's like what happened to the sixth key um <laughs> uh this is I'm, that's an attention
0: thing. to detail that i like i don't even know what to do with that that I feels guess. like is there like has the internet discussed this
2: on occasion yes um, like this up- has got to
0: be a point of contention for like hundreds of thousands of angry power metal dorks. Oh, like you, you this feels, this feels like lore that is is being like left out to be ready to be attacked by people. There
2: there, there are calls for fill in the missing key and keeper the seven keys. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, strangely enough, this was another song I bounced off of initially. Um, I thought it was way too long um but now I've, I've really properly gotten behind it um it's it does like slow down in the in the chorus a little bit but there's there's still enough like melody and hooks in here to shake a stick at um it is kind of funny to see uh, a band called halloween uh show their apparent catholic heritage this is all a whole song about defeating satan like literal lucifer Whoa.
0: um oh blink satan there you go there we go <laughs> we made sure um, satan made an appearance
2: <laughs> He's should sit here somewhere um <laughs> but yeah i yeah struggled with it initially but now it's like it's to me it's it's sort of the power metal epic that all other power metal epics have to be measured against um I know we're not talking about Keeper 1, but I do, I really like Hello, uh, Halloween, or Halloween, but I think Keeper to me is, is slightly more interesting, um, but that might just be the whole, here we're getting like to proper, full-on fantasy lyrics, uh, which the rest of the Power Metal will pick up on and just run wild with. Um, because we've, we've strangely kind of avoided a chunk of that or at least like the traditional Tolkien Elves, Doors and War uh lyrics that, that power metal is sort of known for. Um but yeah strangely here it's like it's weirdly about defeating Lucifer. So it's and I know at least um Ycat is Catholic. Um so take from that what you will. Uh, yeah. But yeah it's I, again, I do find it funny that the choruses do slow down a little bit. You're the keeper of the seven keys. <laughs> um, which, given that this has been, like, power metal is, is tied on some levels least really speed metal. Um, and given how much I've been hammering on, I like the speed, I like the speed, I like the speed. Um, it, is, it is, to me, just kind of funny that they slow down the choruses, but the speed's still there in the verses. And yeah, like, it's, it's again, to me, it's the power epic that all of the power metal epics are, are measured against
0: <laughs> i mean um I'll, I'll fight forever about halloween being the superior song but again it's just that's the kind of nerd i am you can yell at me forever about halloween um but i love this song for a song that has so many slow parts i i genuinely do love it um, it is the nerdiest thing that I've ever heard in my entire life. As soon as he says, put on your armor, I'm just like, I'm deceased. <laughs> like, this is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I, I was, so again, Carly, um, I always joke that she's my metal girlfriend cause she's, uh, I, I make her listen to metal all the time and she's slowly finding stuff that she likes. Uh, and she made herself a playlist called digestible metal. Um, but I, I'm always like, man, like you would love power metal because it's so much of the stuff you like. And it is, I call it, I, this in particular, I was like, this is Lord of the Rings metal. Like that is what this is. Um, but I kind of like all the twists and turns that it takes. Um, like just, so the way it kind of, you know, starts off slow, but then it like really kicks in and you're like, you know what, whatever I will put my armor on, I guess, Um, And then it gets more, you know, dramatic and slower as it does that. And then you're just, I don't know, it's like nine days later, you're still listening to the same song and you're like, hasn't this changed 400 times? Um, But you're never really sick of it. It kicks in again. And you're like, oh yeah, I remember why I like this song. then it gets slow again. And you're like, wait, am I still here? And then it kicks in again. And I just kind of like the runaround that this song gives you. But it, it also just like caps it perfectly. Like these these first two albums it's just like, ah, yeah, there you go. And that is why we are here for this dramatic elf dagger dungeon <laughs> armor metal.
1: Well, this one has more like tempo changes, right? Than Halloween did. I think Halloween was mostly fast for the whole thing. Really? I think.
0: Yeah. It was just awesome. Start to finish.
1: So this is more of a <laughs> whatever. Yeah slowing it down and speeding it up and changing it up thing now they've actually played this song more live than they have halloween which surprises me
0: they uh well they have i saw them play alive and i just but i remember thinking like damn that's a bold choice that's a long song but uh (laughs) but people are into it yeah
2: and to me the funny thing is there is a shortened version of of halloween that i don't think they play that much but there's a single version of it there's no single version of Keeper of the Seven Keys. If you're playing that no. song. You're, you're playing all 13 minutes, guys. <laughs> we okay. Well, I
0: think, again, like thematically, it only makes sense, right? Although, I don't know. Like, there aren't even seven keys in it, apparently. I mean, so, what's, what's to, cutting yes. out two more?
1: <laughs> well, I think the reason they had a shorter version of Halloween was for MTV and much music yeah. so they could have a video because they didn't want to have a 13 minute video, I guess. And it would be hard to condense this song to five minutes because it changes so much where halloween you could just cut out 10 minutes of guitar solos or whatever it is (laughs) 10 minutes but whatever (laughs) that's actually the end of the original album but they have have extra songs or i guess b-sides of singles i think we wanted to talk about that a little bit i only have three listed here there might be some live ones but i didn't write those down but there's savage does anybody want to talk about the song savage
0: Oh, I will. I fucking love this song. Um, Like, I just think this is super fast, super fun. This is, to me, another one. uh, It's another, like, you're. I I really love being that obnoxious asshole that has really loud music playing out of my car and, like, making it everybody else's problem. That's just a thing that I really enjoy. And this is one of those songs for that. Like, it's a summer day and you're just blaring it out of your car. Um, But just everything. Like, I love the guitar in it, I love the drums um and it's just super fast and perfect yeah zach how do you feel about this one
2: with me like i quite like it uh but this is as much as we talk about Halloween connect, being connected to sort of maiden and being sort of both i think not mention the keys local so even just their sound this is the speed metal roots of power metal of just just flooring it and going as fast as you can as hard as you can <laughs> um which has come up a little bit in the rest of the album, but here it like, it's just, just, just distilled into like, hey, here's here's where power metal comes from, speed metal, go. Um, yes. So, yeah, I have. And
0: it's amazing.
2: Yeah, I, I have a real good time with this song. Um, I'm just curious, like, where it might have fit if they had thrown it on the album proper, but.
0: Ooh, like, would uh, it be in, like, uh, or, yeah, if it was, like, part one or part two, which one it would fit better in?
2: Yeah. And and even if say restricted to, to, to keeper two, it's like where would you put it? Would you would you break up the comedy songs
0: in the middle because the <laughs> middle sucks. The middle dips so much. Throw it in there. <laughs> Throw it in there so I stop skipping the middle.
1: Well, we could yeah we could have left. We got the right out and put. I mean, I was gonna Savage say in, take that
2: one but... out. Put this one in. It'd be
0: fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Agreed.
1: <laughs> but I, yeah, I think also, this song uh... is more raw than the ones that are on the album and. I, I could see this one being on the walls of Jericho album just with the different singer, of course, because it was kind of handsome. Have you heard the walls of Jericho? Have you listened to that album much?
0: Yes. Yeah. I was first also going to say though, just for posterity, uh, uh, Michael Kiske, if you're listening, I swear we do love your album. <laughs> 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 We're big fans.
1: <laughs> okay. Then there's living ain't no crime. I think Zach, you wanted to talk about this song, didn't you?
2: Yes, because as much as Keeper of, semi key Part Two is is of a piece, this to me is like a weird precursor to where Halloween will go with their next album in Bubbles Go Eight, where they really start moving away from, they start experimenting like outside of metal, like maybe rock, maybe pop a little bit. Um, because to me, this is like a much like softer, much like more lifting song than the, the, than is anywhere here on, on Keeper Two, um, and so it's just it, to me, it's real curiosity that this is this is a B side here because uh, Pink Public goes eight won't come out for another three years, I think. So it's weird to see the genesis of kind of what will be the sound of that album here, um, and I just. To me, for some reason, in particular, I love that they, they really get in the chorus, they get Keith, but then you got the rest of the band singing with him. Um, to me, that just I just I don't know, I'm all about chanting at metal shows, so it's just like to have it in the song itself. Yes, but yeah, it, to me, it's just it's like whoa, like, like here's here's the next album just sitting on a B-side. But yeah, I I quite like the song. I'm I'm one of the strange people who. Quite like pink, purple, blue ape, and to a lesser extent, chameleon. Um, but yeah,
0: see, this I song like reminds song
1: me. Go ahead. It
0: just it just feels like if I don't know power metal went country. This is like a <laughs> like a hillbilly campfire song. Yeah. I but that being said, like I don't I don't hate it. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Maybe it's the <laughs> chanting I don't like. Fair. I'm here to be the naysayer, apparently. <laughs>
1: And hey, what about don't run for cover? Does anybody have anything to say about that one? I don't even remember. I listened to it, but whatever.
2: As much as I talk about speed metal being the thing that bursts power metal, this actually kind of feels punky to me. Um, like the speed is there, but there's something else where it's like, this isn't doesn't feel straight metal to me. It feels like there's a little a little something else percolating in there. Um, so yeah, I just, to me, to, to have what to my again to my ears sounds punky, steeping in with my heavy metals. Ooh, that's kind of nice. I to me I also see probably why it was left off the album, but I like the track and to hear that, it's like ooh, that's something I haven't heard before in a while.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I like the extra squealy guitars, um, but <laughs> like to me it's one of those things where I I kind of think of it as pretty classic, not like. Shouldn't be on the album, yeah. But I'd hear it and be like, "Oh yeah, that's a cool Halloween song." It doesn't really stand out to me, but like, I'd be psyched if I just like popped in, like if I just got a CD and it was there was a bonus track, I'd be like, "Ah, oh, sick." Um, and like I said, especially on this one too, like uh, "Forever." Keska's voice is my favorite instrument. Um, but yeah, it's another one where I'm like, "Yeah, I like it," but I always forget about it.
1: <laughs> okay, well, I think. Was that, was that all the extra songs, I think, that we're going to talk about?
0: That's all of them.
1: Okay. <clears throat> so now we have to somebody, we have to rate this album out of 10. Stacia, are you giving it like a 5? It sort of sounds like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 because I understand there's a lot of downs for me, but it does... And when I say like favorite power metal songs, I mean out of every band. So this has songs on it that I use as my example of why I love power metal. And there's two on one album, which is amazing. So I'm I'm sticking with eight out of ten.
1: Okay, Zach. I
2: don't know, I'm I'm a cheater when it comes to my ratings. Um, if there's enough high highs, that will lift everything else up for me. So even though we got the right, isn't. Isn't a great song for me. <laughs> I I can't help but go ten. Um, just between because to me, it's like okay. Eagle Fight Free, Rise and Fall, Dr. Steen, March of Time, Save Us, I Want Out, and Keeper of the Seven Keys are all classics to me. They're all just mm-hmm. just the best power metal you will hear eventually ever. Um, so like again, it's Technically not a perfect album because there is a song that doesn't do much for me, but the highs are so high that it's just like I have to go ten. Like this to me again, to me this is the this is the power metal album that all the power, power metal albums copied.
0: So I was like, oh I get it, man. I did this when I was rating Venom. I did I gave Black Metal ten out of ten for the same reason. Like I'm not crazy about Buried Alive, but I was like, who cares? Every other song is five hundred out of ten. I'm grading yeah. this on a curve.
1: Buried Alive is the best song. Come on. <laughs> Um, well i'm giving this nine out of ten so we're all different so that's good (laughs) yes now uh what about they have like what did i say 15 studio albums 16 studio albums do you listen to the new albums uh the ones from the last 10 15 years or are you listening to these older albums more i try with
2: Prior to uh, Kisk and Hansen coming back into the band, I've tried with the, with the new stuff. Um, there's always great songs on it, but they're they always end up being fine. Like they're good, they're solid, they're respectable. Again, there's great songs on there, but they're not they're not killer albums to me. Like I get five or six songs in, and there's two songs I really like, and there's four songs that are that are solid, respectable, but they don't do anything for me. The exception to that is the self-titled album from two years ago. I think that's with Kissing and Hansen back in the band admittedly with three vocalists, three guitarists in the band. Uh, You would think it might get a little overcrowded, but I think the self-titled Halloween album is one of the finest parametal albums ever. I think it's like, it blows my mind how, how much I like that album. Uh, And to me, it's it has a, it has issues. It's probably a bit too long. It's sixty five minutes, uh, in it's regular edition. If you throw in bonus tracks, you get you can push that up to like seventy seven. Um, but Skyfall is great, and the opening like four tracks are is just the best power metal I've heard in forever. Out for the Glory, Fear of the Fallen, Good Times, and Mass Pollution. Like I can you can loop those four tracks, and I will never get tired. Um, I am like over the moon on on Halloween. Um, it's like if Keeper two is say their best album and maybe Keep Keeper one's uh, number two, like Halloween is, is is pushing for like third or fourth best best Halloween album for me. I love that that self-titled uh, disc from two years ago. but everything else imagine is sort
0: putting of... yeah just like imagine putting out a self-titled album like, Thirty-five years later,
2: yeah. <laughs> Again, th- thirty-five years later, with the two different vocalists you had, with three three guitarists in your in in your band now, and it actually being great. Um, yeah,
0: they're breaking every formula.
2: Exactly.
1: They just couldn't think of a title.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're like, you know what? We've named enough. We're done.
1: And <laughs> hey, what about you, Stacia? Do you listen to the other albums or?
0: So I, I, I actually know more mid-era Halloween than I thought I did, um, because I feel like if you'd, like, I was asked on my way to um, seeing Halloween, um, and I was like, no, it's mostly just, you know, like, the Keeper albums I play a lot, you know, except for this and this and this and this. And then I was like, oh, wait. I know more mid-era Halloween than I kind of recognize that I did. And even uh, when we were seeing it, there were songs that I was like, oh, what's this? I'm like, oh, like, you don't know this song? Uh, but that being said, I, I feel like it's mid-era. I don't know anything recent. And not because I've been, like, actively ignoring it. I don't know why. It just has not come onto my radar. And it's probably just because I don't, I don't keep on top of power metal uh, like as much as Zach does. Um, It's again, the power metal that I like is there's like four bands that I, that I am into. Um, I don't know though. After Zach's review, to be honest, I'm going to listen to that uh, self-titled album for sure.
1: And what is your favorite? Would, what would be your favorite Halloween album? I know it's hard because they have 16 albums or 15 albums, but is it one of the keeper ones? Like, is it, Station, I
0: meant. Oh, okay. So, uh, right. Yeah, Keeper Part 2 is my favorite. I mean, it's the one I play the most. Okay. Um, but I will say Keeper Part 1, it's, it is it is a close sight, but again, it's because Halloween is on there.
1: <laughs> well, my favorite album is actually Keeper of the Seven Keys, The Legacy.
0: Oh, oh, <laughs> so If you I haven't have really
1: listened TV. to that, go listen to it, because I think it's an awesome album.
0: I have that on CD. <laughs> Yes. I thought I had I thought I had this. So I was listening to it on my way to work and I was like, "Oh, I have Keeper Part 2, but that was the one that's in my car right now."
1: <laughs> but yeah, so that's my favorite, but of course Keeper 1 and 2. So that's like the Army the Army of Darkness of Keeper of the Seven Keys albums. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz it's not called Keeper of the Seven Keys Part 3, it's called The Legacy. Yeah. <laughs> now I was. Uh, you mentioned live. Now I've never seen them live. I wanted to see them live this recently. but I know you two both did was that the first time you've seen Halloween live, and the only time I mean.
0: Yes, yeah. for me, yes.
1: And so how like was you were children. there in spirit? Yes, and I got a T-shirt <laughs>
0: from Stacia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and how was the live? Um, how was the concert then,
0: Zach? How did you feel about it?
2: I I was from start to finish. Um, they are just as good live as like I've seen videos of them from the late 80s, from the mid 90s. They've still got it, um, despite being mostly 50, mid 50s and late early 60s year old men. Um, Kiss can still sing his heart out. Uh, Andy's no slouch. And I was just on the floor for, for the entire duration. They played for a solid two hours, which is which is nice because
0: I was gonna say they played forever, man. I was like, I'm tired. Like I don't know how you guys are going.
2: Uh, well, when you got 16 albums worth of stuff to cover, uh... I
0: guess.
1: Now, man. did they play did they Halloween? They no. But did they, they play? No, they did not. Keeper though the. Yeah,
2: they played keeper. Uh, yeah.
1: they played
0: <laughs> keeper.
2: Yeah, they, they actually um, played most of keeper too uh eagle fly free yeah. dr steen i want out save us and keeper in its entirety
0: i loved um well first of all zach you were right they sound like a recording like it's it's crazy how good they sound live um when they just came out and did forever and one i was like this is actually really lovely um like just um like both main singers just kind of sitting there on chairs singing and i was like this is amazing and the, the big pumpkin that the drums were on, I was like, yep, yeah, this is fantastic. I already love this. I'd have been sold on this band just by walking in the door and looking at their set.
2: Yeah, they, they put on a show and it's, it's, it's real, real good.
0: I also just like, I loved the venue, like everything about it. I was just like, this is a solid way to spend an evening.
1: <laughs> That's good. Okay, now we're going to finish with our, hopefully everybody did their homework here
0: i did i was so excited to do
1: this instead sometimes we do the (laughs) top 10 songs of the band but i think that'd be pretty hard with halloween i'm thinking (laughs) with the 16 (gasps) albums so i thought we would do the top 10 our top 10 favorite metal albums of 1988 which i've actually already done on the injustice for all episode but i'm assuming neither one of you have listened to that yet so you won't know what my 10 are (laughs) But we'll start. Did Zach, Zach Zach Did you do a top ten list here? Oh yeah, I've got I've got ten albums. Okay, let's go with you first and start with your number ten. You don't have to talk a lot about each album. You can m- mention a little bit about it if you want, but we don't have to go in depth on each choice. But you can start at your number ten.
2: Gotcha. Um, I have to say up front, I I really when it comes to metal, I really am a new wave of British heavy metal guy, and by extension, power metal and all all those out of that. So. Some of my list is pretty is pretty conservative. Some of it you probably yeah, some of it will be a little bit unique. Um <laughs> number 10, uh Ingve Malmstein's Rising Force, Odyssey. Um if you're ever gonna leave listen to Momstein, mid 80s to early 90s is the time to do it. Uh, after that he pretty much loses his mind. Um <laughs> but here he's he's got something resembling restraint going on and he's writing actual songs. Um <laughs> number nine uh x japan vanishing vision uh a killer little speed metal outfit from from japan uh they're better known for an album called blue blood but this debut is is pretty slick uh also got a great album cover uh look it up kids Um, (laughs) number eight uh riot thundersteel so this is the american side of power metal um and this just it just goes um uh man of war put out an album this year and it's okay uh but if, if you want How your american, you if you want your american power metal fit uh fit um fix i should say Ride is the place to go um number seven uh death leprosy um i'm really not a death metal guy but this is titanic like this is just really 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 good um number six testament new world order this is the heyday of thrash metal um
0: testament is sick
2: yeah a couple of these guys had to be on here at the very least um they're new but it's they're they're very good uh number five uh danzig the self-titled album i love i love blues in my metal that's what danzig (laughs) Danzig has given me and like i hate to say it i don't mean to death but mother is just an all-time great song um
0: yeah it's hard to hate it
2: uh number four uh maiden seven son of a seventh son uh maiden going concept album yeah it's pretty sweet um (laughs) slayer South of heaven again this is a big year for thrash and this is i sometimes forget how good these first five slayer albums are and then i throw them on again oh wait they're very 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 good (laughs) um
0: i have way too much to say about that we'll put a pin in that forever
2: uh number two halloween keeper part two um Again, this is the Power Battle album. Uh, the band, arguably at their creative peak. Um, again, just love it. Uh, and then number one. Uh, again, despite my love for Halloween, I gotta go with Queensryche, Operation Mindcrime. Um, <laughs> it's I. I like my prog. I like my concept albums. This is the concept album of 1988. Uh, like yes, yeah, Seventh Son is, is 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 real good, but I think Queensryche is just nailing every. every every note of this album is great. So that's, that's where I landed.
1: Fantastic. Stasia, let's hear yours. <clears throat> All me. right.
0: I'm gonna start by saying Testament is sick. Um, and uh, I love Iron Maiden, although I love earlier Maiden more, but man, 1988, what a ridiculously good year. This was tough. Uh, and Zach, <laughs> um, I'm excited to say that you and I have next to no crossover, which also doesn't <laughs> really surprise me, but um, I think that makes it really interesting um so at 10 i love scorpions so much so savage amusement by scorpions is my number 10 um number nine uh because how dare you zach is kings of metal by Manowar. um i love that album that's another one of my car albums uh number eight recaputrefaction by carcass carcass is sick uh number seven um so it's funny because i i didn't put Danzig because it was like hasn't really metal but I for my number seven is um from Enslavement to Obliteration by Napalm Death which I, is like more punk. Um number six I'm on this really obnoxious kick right now where I'm just obsessed with the first four Metallica albums and it's all I listen to. Um so and Justice for All is my number six, Keeper Part Two, um is my number five um number four eternal nightmare by violence that band this album is like one of the best thrash albums i've ever heard i love this album um but topping that number three because this is one of my favorite bands ever is Bloodfire death by bathory um number two them king diamond um Blake, this better be on your top 10 list. Um, and then number one, because if if you don't like death, you can go to hell is Leprosy by death. That is an incredible album. And that is my top 10.
1: Yeah, I think I matched Zach as I matched two of Zach's, I think. And maybe three of yours, Stacey. I forget. It's hard to keep track. Of. Nice. <laughs> but anyway, so my number 10, now, now you're going to find out I have a lot of thrash on here. Because <laughs> that's just when I was getting into it. So number 10 was Tankered the morning after. Nice. You know, Tankered? Tankered. Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> uh number nine is King Diamond, them. So I'm safe.
0: I should hope so. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> number eight, I got Overkill's third album under the influence.
0: That was a hard one. I was like, oh, man. that was like my honorable mentions.
1: Number seven, I got Suicidal Tendencies with How Will I Laugh Tomorrow and I Can't Even Smile Today with the longest album title ever. <laughs> and six, I have Slayer, So The not Five, Testament, The New Order. Uh, four, I have Megadeth. So far, so good, so what?
0: That was also in my honorable mentions. That was hard to leave out.
1: And then I got number three is Metallica and Justice for All. Number two, which I'm happy to hear was on your list, Tasha, is Man of War, Kings of Metal. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and my number one was this album, Halloween, Keep it Seven Keys Part Two.
0: Oh, that's amazing.
1: I did I had honorable mentions as in, you know, Anthrax, Queen's Rike, Ozzy's album that year, Death Angel. I-
0: I also, yeah, but I love uh Ozzy's solo material from around this time. This was a tough one because I was like, there is a lot of good stuff.
1: Yeah, and I know I could make the list up tomorrow and be all in a different order, probably, but whatever. Yeah. David Lee Roth had a good album that year too, but I forget oh. which one it was. But
0: <clears throat> <laughs> I know I remember seeing that and I'm like, honestly, so I I love David Lee Roth. His solo stuff was not always my favorite, but I'm like, I don't care. I love him so much. He he can still do no wrong. <laughs>
1: I know Seventh Son was on Jason when we did this podcast, the 88 thing. He had Seventh Son high on his list. It might have been his number one. I forget. It was Metallica or that. So he really likes it. But I got sick of it, I guess, because I like the earlier Iron Maiden albums, too.
0: Yeah. That's around the time when I'm like, it's a little too proggy for me
1: yeah so anyway that's it i guess we're done we talked for a long time i think about an hour so that's good Does anybody have anything to add before we leave
0: thanks so much for coming on zach uh thanks for letting me pick your brain about this you re- you really are like the person uh who i can talk to you about power metal
2: i uh, just just glad to be had uh i had checked out your venom video on the channel
0: like, oh yeah!
2: Ooh, metal things going on in Hamilton. Um, <laughs> so I was like, how can I sneak my way on here? Um, and when I saw you, at and Halloween, then I, I just like, came to
0: you. <laughs>
2: yep, exactly. It's just like, ooh, I, I can do Hamilton episodes. So, so, yeah, glad to be had. Glad to be here. Perfect. Yeah, th-
1: yeah thank you both for joining me tonight. Uh, I'll just repeat. Uh, We're from The Metal Pit, www.themetalpit.org. Please check us out there, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye.